Okay, so, ah, uh, Shalom Aleichem. Okay, now, uh, we, we've started trying to take the approach of um, a very close-knit group, a lot of good interaction, and I hope that we could continue that. So please don't let me lecture, and you know, we'll be very forthcoming with all, all good ideas. <laughs> of course, I'm sure there'll be many. So the, the title for tonight of Do We Need to Feel Our Greatness could be understood, uh, of course, a couple of ways. Shalom Aleichem That's a treat. Okay. It can be understood a couple of ways. Could be understood, is this proper and correct? And it could also be, is this a real need within us personally? We need this. So I'd like to start with uh, the first version, so to speak, of is it um, correct and proper and necessary in terms of our spiritual life to feel our greatness? <clears throat> if anybody uh, wants to share with me a response to that, well, of course, the answer is going to be a resounding yes. And uh, the question is, how do we know that? So if you'd like to share with me um, from your perspective, how we know that we need to feel our greatness. If you didn't see the Marabakobos, uh, that's even better because then uh, we're getting your own independent input. So uh, you're welcome to share. If you want me to keep going, you know, I'm okay with that too. And like I say, I'm trying to, to share the uh, podium here as much as I can. So the question is, how do we know that it is very valuable for us to feel our greatness? So one uh, good source for that, uh, we, we can see in uh, the little piece of the art suffering at the end of the Bible at the end of the first Chalik, it's entitled Salam Elokim. The Lord uh, Suffer writes that the awareness of Hashem's great love for every person, and of course, even more so for the Jewish people, before Hashem and Avos and Tvers Yisrael are very strong, that applies even to non Jewish people. Uh, Concept of Salam Alekim, but Klal has even the greater belovedness. We call Badim Lamakim. We receive the Torah. The Arsafim writes it that this has to be emblazoned on our heart to essentially always be in touch with it. it. Should always be with us. We should be carrying this awareness with us at all times that we should make every effort to feel the love that Hashem feels for us. So that's a very powerful and clear description of a very powerful emotional state that is um, being strongly advised. Uh, and of course, there are other good sources. Uh, as we can see from the Rav, 
Martinura and Avos. Hopefully, we'll get to that a little bit some more at length. A person, when he has the qualities of wisdom and uh, true gvura and true osher, where it's of a uh, proper nature, kind of a chachma that is selfless, that is what he calls the Shem Shemayim, just wanting to understand Hashem's Torah and Chachma in general, that helps us know Hashem, where it's a, uh, a strength of putting aside anger and being able to remain in control as is so important. Is among the Dark Hashem's Erech And if a person is trusting in Hashem and through that, he has everything that he needs. He's happy with his portion in life. These are all qualities that are based on, that are so made up out of a person's recognition of Hashem. And these are qualities that a person should feel the pride of it. According to the Pasuk of Ali's Hal, the Pasuk continues, the person should feel that covered when his Chachma or Gvura of Aisher is one that is that based upon, is made out of his knowledge of Hashem. So that he should feel that upliftedness. So that's another good source. So then the next question is, um, naturally, why is it so important? Anybody wants to take a shot at that question is invited. Why? Who would ask us? If we see from these good Torah sources that it's very important for a person to know and to feel his great spiritual innate closest to Hashem, and especially when it was actually coming to the Maisel and actually brought it into action, that should feel that that greatness that it manifests, that, that contact with Hashem that I have, my basic makeup, and in even sometimes, we hope, in our own behavior, in our own life situation. Why is it so important to feel that? In order to have the correct perspective. <laughs> okay, you can, you can share whatever, whatever makes sense to you about this. Nothing. Um, <laughs> Still working on it. Okay. That's okay too. That's okay too. But um, I think there could be some ideas that are that are pretty easy to that we're pretty familiar with already. Just a matter of sort of applying. And why is it there's a maimon from a, a Mirucham that uh, it's very unfortunate if a person doesn't know his, his shortcomings, but even much more unfortunate if he doesn't know his Good qualities, his good abilities. He doesn't know his mindless, that's really much more a serious matter. So see your potential if you don't know how good you are. Oh, so I think that's if you'd ask most people. Um, I left out another source which relates to this question, and that is the Rabbeinion in Chariya Voda, and a person at the very beginning of Odis Hashem, he has to know his greatness. The greatness of his avos and how beloved and chashuv they were to Hashem. That's the Pesach Rishay. So, like you're saying, David, 
Um, I think that uh, we can understand very readily that a person doesn't know it. So of course he won't try to actualize it. The more right. that we know it, the more that we sense it, the more that we feel it, the more that we'll feel that, that, that need, that inner demand, like let, let, let me make this to become what it's really able to become. If I have a innate potential, the way the Ratzafu describes it, the Torah is giving us a mitzvah to follow in the ways of Hashem and describing it as I should be like him. Telling the person, you should make yourself like Hashem. Whoa, that's like, that's a lot. Telling a human being to be like Hashem. And describing in such a way, not just copy certain behaviors. Should be understood in that kind of way. I and he. Make yourself like Hashem. Just as Hashem is kind, compassionate, truthful. Humble, etc. All the midas, make yourself that too. So the more that I recognize that potential, the more that I sense it. Of course, the more that I want to actualize it, and I'll understand the the mitzvah that I'm being given by the Torah to be that that it really matches who I am. So. I'll be able to really embrace it, I'll be able to see that as a real life's mission to become what I am in the potential form. There's an amazing kind of a design that's Abishta made of bringing the Sham into the guf. And the, like the Ramchal says, the Shama is subdued, it's like, it's like imprisoned, it's held down. So there's some kind of process that needs to take place. I'll bring it from potential into its full, actual fullness. It's not a complete state. It's created with tremendous greatness, innate greatness, even at the starting point, but still needing some kind of a full completion that comes from a person engaging in the life situations, engaging in the learning that teach him about the Midas of Hashem, Engaging in the life situations where he has the opportunities, of course, step by step, to go in the ways of Hashem. That's what's bringing the person from essentially a state of potential to its fullness of its actuality. We shouldn't look at it like we're starting off with there's nothing there. No, there's so much there, it has to be like held in check. Now, Michal says Hashem wouldn't hold it back in check, it would totally take over the goof make the person like a non-human being, and then he couldn't have any more the whole opportunity to do Tari Mitzvah. So it would be already totally spiritual. So the, the innate spiritual koch of the neshama is enormous, but it's held in check in its combination with the guf. Sometimes it's so well hidden in the guf that we lose sight of it altogether. So but we should know it has great potential that has to be brought out through our efforts. So if we know, the more we know, and the more we somehow are in touch with it, so the more we'll want to, the more we're able to respond to that direction of the Torah, that imperative, to, to be like there are, what Simon says, to be what I truly am, you can see us, 
to be the person that I'm truly meant to be? How do I know who I'm, what I'm truly meant to be? Oh, I have to follow the ways. I see Hashem. I see his drachim. I see the Torah. I see my life situations, my life challenges. That's directing me of what I'm meant to be. But it means to, to value that innate, innate being and somehow <laughs> enable it to become the fullness of its true potential nature. How does that sound, everybody say? So, are you into this idea? Because it seems to me like it's coming from a, a little bit of a different angle. It seems like more from the angle of if you don't do this, then you'll end up being very bad. That's fascinating. Um, because it, it's, uh, it's a um, window into how strongly we relate to any kind of obligation that we naturally translate in terms of, and if we don't, we're bad. Um, which is in itself a very major challenge that we have to take note of, that we have this kind of a very powerful mindset within ourselves. Because um, a alternative mindset to the same set of circumstances could be if I have so much potential and I don't actualize it, ah, how, how unfortunate that would be. So much good can be accomplished. So much greatness can be achieved. So much potential can be brought into actuality. And, and I'm not doing it. Oy, that's really, that's the Chabal. Without a word having to mention about that I'm back, it could just be, and in all honesty, I have to share with you, when I, when, when I, when I see Mr. Sasharim, that he talks in, in, in almost in that kind of a way that a person doesn't reach Lamus, it'll be it's like, I wonder about it, like, why not, why is it enough just to say, there'll be so much good, and how can you not bring it about? You have a potential to come close to Hashem. You have potential for so much beauty, so much greatness, so much enjoyment of that. And then not to do it, that have to be crazy. So <laughs> I cannot deny that there is this kind of uh, element also to be found in the great Sifre Musa. But for ourselves, I think that we're naturally a little bit, you know, very powerfully ingrained in that tendency to think in terms of, I'm supposed to be doing this, and if I don't, then I'm not good. Um, and I think the truth of the matter is, this is very relevant, because Rabbein Yoda, when he talks about helping a person not to stoop to something lowly, he also uses this idea. I'm such a great person, Son of the, 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 the kings, meaning the, the kings of the spirit, the Avosakadashim. If I'll do something like this, how, how, how terrible that would be. So that can also be understood in two very different ways. It could be in a self condemning way that look what I've, look, look how horrible I am, that I'm going against my true greatness. Or it could be, it doesn't match for me. 
How can I act in a way that's not in accordance with my greatness? I have such, such exalted nature, innately. I'm the son who is connected to the Amos HaGadosh from such great people. This is below my dignity. This is below my nature. How can I, how can I, how can I have a place by me? It has no place by me. I should feel to myself, I don't want to be connected with this. This is, this is not for someone of, of, I don't know who it could be for. <laughs> it should be for no human being on earth. But especially for the Talmud Israel. How can I allow myself to have a contact with something lowly? But I'm afraid that we naturally keep it in terms of that if I give in, then look what I've done to myself. I lowered myself. I besmirched myself. I contaminated myself. And I am so, so bad. So um, I think that's you know something to be aware that it is largely a product of that either innate nature or common messaging that we may have received that knew that used that relied upon um, you know powerful rejection of somebody who is not acting properly as a means of producing good behavior. And I think it's a very common uh, mindset that what would drive a person to grow is the feeling that they're not good enough the way they are and they need to improve themselves because of somehow being dissatisfied. And if I'm satisfied with how I am, if I appreciate myself, if I could be very pleased with my good accomplishments, there's a risk of not wanting to do anything more good because I'm just going to stagnate because I'm not feeling bad. I'm not feeling lack. I think it's very like uh, subtly well, of course, maybe not so subtly, but that's definitely very different than the person appreciating his own innate true potential goodness and innate goodness and valuing, valuing it, being amazed by it wanting that it should be, become all that it could be. Wanting my, wanting my, this is myself. It's like, can the Shoma want itself to develop? It would seem yes. The Neshama has an innate, innate drive, innate taiva, innate ava for closest to Hashem. That's what is being sort of brought out when, Sushan describes the, the highest level of being pulled to Hashem like a magnet. Like a, like a powerful magnet is pulling, pulling all those paper clips, you know, like they suck them up. You know? That's what's that's the ultimate level. But that means that that's within the Nishama. So the Nishama, so where do we come in? It's like this within us, we're not consciously so naturally, we're not, we're not naturally aware of it. It doesn't function because that's all part of it being sort of held in check, it's, 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 it's covered, it's, it's held down. Our awareness of it is like hidden from us. So we have to bring ourselves into awareness of that innate spiritual closest to Hashem, that innate spiritual power, that innate potential, that innate true valuing everything that is good. So as, as like it's a tricky kind of thing because how can we get to appreciate it until we engage in it? So it almost has to come together. 
the more that we engage in those behaviors that are according to the ways of Hashem, the more that we'll discover, oh, we have this within us. And the more we discover that we have this within us, the more we discover who we really are. And I'm just realizing, <laughs> as, we're, as we're discussing this, that that's really contained in the Maral by the Fum Tzayra Agra. He says there that when a person has a barrier to come close to another person, or similarly when it comes to a barrier to accomplish a certain mitzvah, or a barrier to avoid an Avera, because there's a powerful temptation. And a person is able to overcome that obstacle, overcome that barrier. So it will show how close he is to the other person that is able to overcome that prevention, that barrier in their relationship. So how can we relate to this? I think if we ever notice in ourselves that we undertake to do something that does not come easy because we know it's right. Let's take a simple example when the parent stays up carrying the child, crying child late at night. It's not being done out of love because you're not feeling any love then. <laughs> you're feeling very annoyed and very tired. But what you could tap into is a sense of responsibility. You know, Hashem has entrusted to you this precious young person and considers you somehow a worthy shliach to care for them, for him or her. And you undertake that. So you could see in yourself, oh, I have that sense of responsibility enough to not just let this child cry their head off <laughs> or try whatever I can to calm them. I am making this proper good choice. Oh, that means I have a sense of truth within me, a responsibility within me, of, of, of the ability to care for another person that's been entrusted to me, within me. So I'm discovering, oh, I have something of those midos Oh, I am such a, such a being. I have that. The more that we experience it, the more that we can try to even take notes, but we do make a, a good proper choice. But we don't answer somebody back when we could and we think they really deserve it. <laughs> and we're trying to be more compassionate, more understanding, and more forgiving. Say, oh, I have some measure of somehow forbearance and understanding and forgiveness, compassion. Oh, I have that within me. So that's how we're able to, to sort of make contact with those parts of us that are that are within and to come to realize oh this is what I truly am this is what I really all about this is what I really ought to bring into into fruition it really is it's a worthwhile endeavor okay how does that sound so far Prisa? this is making any sense <laughs> but should you hear a difference between you know the two the two I ways of thinking I absolutely do. I, I just I have trouble fitting it with words like uh, busha and things that he describes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There's so much association. Um, later on, he says, the person who's not as bayish benafshay, eilun afshay, eirich beinah. 
So you could take it like, if you're not embarrassed, that means you have no value of yourself. You're so low. <laughs> That's how we're used to hearing it. That's the voice in our head. It's not our fault. But, but it could be in a different way. It could be like, if you have a ruch, if you know your greatness, how could you not feel it? How can you not respond to it? How could you not recoil from something that would be inconsistent with it? <laughs> would be, would be, would be, would be, would be, like, you know, resisting to that. Let me just, I, I, let me clarify in a different way. I, I, like the <laughs> with Yosef seeing the face of Yaakov and Aisha's Potiphar was trying to tempt him, that that, I don't recall at least reading in the Chazal the idea that Yosef felt a busha. It was more that Yosef felt an inspiration to live up to his father's uh, example. So why does the Rabbeinu Yonah have to say that he would, you know, that if you want to do something that's not great, then you're going to feel embarrassed of your forefathers. Why wouldn't it be that you're going to feel like you have something to live up to as opposed to feeling guilt. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Um, have a thought. And anybody want to take a shot at this? Is, there, is, there, is everybody here in Maisha's question? Should I, should I say it over? Anybody want to hear it uh, repeated? Who wants to repeat it? <laughs> okay, I'll volunteer. I'd like to hear Yes, so I, I think Ramesh is asking. Um, Rabbein Yen is talking about, and we find also other places in the Chazal, the usage of the Midah of Busha, not to do an Avera. Uh, I should be embarrassed of myself. I should feel the pain of, of how lowly it would be to go against my nature. Um, why is it sufficient? Like would seem to be indicated by the Maes of Yasef, seeing the Muslim of it. Well, it's hard to know exactly from that, but why wouldn't it be sufficient to be motivated by wanting to only have everything good for myself as my nature really is meant to be? Why do I have to utilize like the negative elements of what would it be like if I actually did this Aveira? I think that's a very good question. <laughs> Does anybody want to take a shot and try to answer it? say there would be a motive in certain situations or not that direction. I couldn't hear. Please try again. Direction would be that in some situation the person needs to use that to overcome certain things that are controlling him or that a different direction. Right. I think I, I, I think I, I think similarly um, but, but let's try to spell it out. It could be an element that in advance of the Avera, a person doesn't really know what it's really like. So all he sees is the temptation. All he sees is the attractive part of it. But the Chacham Reyes and Noilad will even be able to know that afterwards he's going to regret it. But even if you don't go that far, to be able to envision the actual doing it beforehand will call into his consciousness the, the contradiction that it entails to his true nature. So 
So to just to avoid and say, I want to have nothing to do with this, that, that would be ideal. And it maybe it would work, you know, before he gets the actual temptation. But when it is really fully active, there could be situations where a person needs to envision to actually do this will be so contradictory as to be horrifying to me. That's the busha. This is a utter contradiction to my nature. But that requires actually almost envisioning it or understanding it fully. Which takes chachmah. But to see it fully for what it is. Now, of course, you can ask, if you see it fully for what it is, you realize it's nothing because... <laughs> Because after a person does the hate, he realizes that there's nothing there. So the whole the whole struggle is only in advance. But at least that much in that struggle in advance, he could see to actually do this, it's not for me. So what am I wanted? What, what do I what am I tempted to do? This action, not just I want to know, I want play, I want whatever, whatever he's trying to gain from it, but this but it's gonna require doing this. Oh, the action repoil. That does not match with you. Rabbi, why did you say F-shot. that there's no meaning that, that the person will realize that from the Avera that it's really nothing? That's not necessarily true, right? Well, we have the Chazal or Shoim Lame, Charatis, in many situations. Exactly, but there's another Chazal that says that you should, uh, what's his name, uh, that, that, uh, what's his name, you should measure the the Hefset Avera Kenei Gatzchara. Oh, Correct. So there's got to be Very high, good. right? And there's a Rabbi Shal who talks Very about. He says, he says that whatever pain you're going to feel by doing the avera, right? Meaning by 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 not doing the avera, by doing the avera, if you do the avera, the the onish is a little bit has to be a little bit worse. Right. So that's mashma. Right. That's mashma. Right. That whatever the gain is going to be, the ma'isa overall in all of my you're going to lose. It doesn't mean that right now there's no gain. Okay, I, I, I hear that question. That does seem to be a very good uh, source. But I think from life situations, we could get the sense that at least many times, um, it doesn't really wind up working too well for us. So it's good isn't to use that, that too. Isn't that, isn't that the Maishan and there's the Chavos Olavavos who says that look, look, at, look, look at the Satan, look at the, look, look at the Satan right? He makes you do the Avera, and then he comes along. Ooh, you okay, sweetheart? I'm sorry, Avi. Type the second. Okay. Did we lose you? He's okay. You're okay. You're okay. okay. So what's yes. it called? Uh, he says that, that, that he comes and he makes you feel the harata and not even allows you to enjoy the fact that, okay, whatever the, whatever the positives of the Abeyer were, the Mashmite tells us that they're positive. The, the, all of our overall recognition has to be, yes, there is a loss. So meaning by, but we can't lie to ourselves and say that there is no potential, there is no gain, there is no momentary pleasure. It might be fleeting. It might be an overall picture. It's true. It's not going to be worth it. But, but... But to say that there's nothing is, 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 is meaning goofa. The second you do it and you feel good, then you then this whole chazal is off. Right? So, you, so if you can't lie to yourself, yeah, overall in the grand scheme of things, it's there is a loss. But you know, but it's a, it's 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 not. Can we it's all, not a. Can we, can we just all taking place under the conditions 
that the imagination of the game from the Avera is still active. So that, that you know, um, measuring the gain versus the loss is still where I have the appearance of the gain. Um, could be like, you know, it's Okay, it's let me give, so let me, simple. I don't understand what you mean. I don't understand what you mean. I'm going to give you a simple example. Okay. There's a juicy piece of bacon I've never had, so I can tell, right? And yeah. Lamaisa, I'm assuming it tastes good because the guy love it. Yeah. I taste it. Yeah. And it tastes good. So there is no pleasure in that? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. There is, so there is pleasure, right? There has to be. Right. Unless, right. Uh, okay. meaning it's probably the pain of the realization of what I, oh, okay. what have I, what have I done? Okay. Over, overcome it or overwhelm I, it, maybe. I don't know. I'm, but Lamaisa said that there is a, there is a, there is a right. physical puzzle. You know, I hear... I don't really want to fight this battle here and now. Okay. No, 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 because, because, because it's not a simple, not a simple issue. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to throw out there for your consideration, everybody's consideration, that to think about like, wh what am I really looking for in that bacon? Is it the actual taste? Or is it also a lot that I want to be having an enjoyable life? I want to give myself that I could feel I had something good in my life. It's very largely emotionally directed. I want to be able to feel my life is successful. Look, I had such a good meal. I was able to taste that thing that, that you know, is really, you know, not so simple to, even to, to accomplish, to get myself to do. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean I like in a hospital kind of way. I mean like, you know, like I'm gonna feel like I gave myself something really good, Mariah. So, so almost out of reach, not practically, even emotionally. So there could be a lot of complexity involved in what we're looking for, in emotional sense, in many temptation situations. But could be that so it's hard to see that far through the situation. If we can, it's very very kadai. Very, very kedai. But even if, you know, not yet at that point, at least we could have the sense that this is something that is in contradiction to our true nature and to feel the good kind of a busha, the good kind of, what is, what is guilt and it's good for is not that I'm condemning myself, I'm unworthy, I'm a failure, I'm no good, I'm bad. This behavior does not match with my true self does not match with who I really am. Somebody that I really know deep down is really correct not to engage in, even though there's strong pull towards it. So I could see for myself, this is not what's right for me. It's not what's good for me. This is not my real truth. So that is the good kind of harata, the best kind of harata is that it's in conflict with my, with my true essence and my relationship with Hashem. Hashem is directing me a different direction. Why am I abandoning that? I should embrace that. I should appreciate that. I should respect that. I should trust that. Shem has given me so much good. How can I veer away from his his loving path that he's directing me? Oh, because I got, I forgot. I got pulled away. I, I got confused. I got overtaken. I, I, I didn't use my, my intellect. Okay, I feel bad that I was weaker in that situation than I would like to be. 
That's the good kind of, uh, of even the negative feeling. But um, I want to pose one more question, if I may, or maybe two, one, one at a time. Is there a value in feeling that true inner greatness in of its own self? So independent of that it will lead to more good actions. Or keep me away from not good actions. Is there a value in it just of its own self, of its, in its own right? Can you can can, can, can Rebbe can, can Rebbe I, explain what Rebbe means? If I if I if I had one moment left to live, <laughs> and it would not be possible for me to do any more good actions or to avoid any more bad actions, would it be worthwhile for me to focus on my true inner greatness and innate closeness to Hashem as a being of innate spirituality as Hashem has designed me? Would it be worthwhile and valuable and uh, a great spiritual achievement to feel that inner greatness and that love that Hashem has for me because of it? That's my question to you. If you can answer it based on your own logic, that's the best. If you have a proof from one of the good Demar Bukovlis, that's also okay. <laughs> I'm saying, what's the... Well, again, I'm, I might be jumping, but I don't understand the question. Will I be... Um, uh, let's, I'll, I'll give you... Let's just, let's just into a more tangible example where I, I could personally understand it. Right? Let's say someone, let's say someone feels... Someone is a, um, is a millionaire, and now he feels that covered that is given to him because he's a millionaire. Is it innately worth the fact that, you know, people give him honor for it? Like, oh, you'd say, no, no, it's not good for him to feel good. I mean, the way Rebbe phrased the question is, is it, is, it okay, is it good for the person to feel good about the fact that he's so special? Um, no, 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 no. I just, that wasn't what I meant. So can you explain the question? <laughs> the question would be... Um, let me try like in a different, slightly different way. This awareness of our innate spiritual great nature, naturally great spiritual nature, our innate closest to Hashem, for which Hashem has that great Chaviv is for us. For us to know it and to sense it, to feel it very strongly, is that valuable because it will help us to do more good actions and also help us to avoid um, many bad actions? Or is it valuable in its own right and should be pursued and worked at even for its own value besides the fact that it will also help us to do many good things and not do many not good things? Is this part of the true spiritual life of a Jew? Notwithstanding, of course, it's only a theoretical thing, but as a way of like relating to it, is this part of the spiritual life of a Jew to be in touch with his closest, innate closest to Hashem? 
the, his actions that he did good, that's clear. Because that the Rav Bartanur is saying, a person should feel the, the praiseworthiness of his having wisdom of a pure nature, of his overcoming his anger, of his trusting Hashem in life and being satisfied with his love. He should feel the honor of that. He should feel the upliftedness of that. That's part of the of the full shlemus of that accomplishment that he has accomplished. It's like, like Simcha and Mitzvah. Morale says, I don't have the Simcha for it. I don't really have it completely. So, of course, a person should feel that experience of, oh, I made contact with Hashem. I didn't answer the person back. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Amazing. should feel uplifted in that moment. Or when he's listening to a seven-year-old explain to him, Pshat in the Pasuk. And not caring that he didn't know Pshat and the seven-year-old does. He should feel deeply grateful and uplifted. That's, I have this quality of valuing the Chachma for its own sake and not being worried about my honor in this situation. But that's something that I am accomplishing, that I am, that I am bringing about in that moment, or maybe on an ongoing basis. I'm asking about, can we ascertain that just the awareness of our innate makeup, of the Neshama itself, that the neshama should be in touch with itself. Of course, it has to be me, you know, my, through my efforts. It doesn't just happen by itself. That's not how it's designed. That I should come in touch with my true self and feel it. Is that a significant spiritual endeavor in its own right? <laughs> Dove, is that question making sense? Did I lose you? Did no, I, did that's I making sense. I'm th- I'm I'm think I'm I'm trying to find. I don't know. It's you basically. I I think the answer is is if it makes you happy, right? Meaning if it brings you up, which from everything that Rebbe has described, sounds to be what it does. Meaning it makes me feel good about me. Period. Without motivating me to do good, to avoid bad, without all the outside distractions, right? It makes me feel innately good about myself. I don't. I'm trying to find the other tab. Let's like, say. Oh, no, let's say. Should. Let's say I'm Michael feeling good about myself. I don't need so much to feel good about myself. I'm, I'm, I feel good isn't enough. That the, isn't that the Matthias though? Isn't that what Rebbe's describing? Because if it made me feel bad about myself, of course you oh. should avoid it. Oh well, of course. Yeah, by definition, it'll make me feel good. But the question oh, so is, Matthias, that's a Matthias, that, right? Again, why, <laughs> why, why anything on, that was, why, why not? Okay, you're, you're touching on a, a very, you know, <laughs> a, you know, correct uh, uh, point where the, where one of the Kushim in the Rav on Schar Mitzvah is the Hanor that I have in doing the Mitzvah is also a Mitzvah. So you can say, of course, the good feeling that I have about myself, but do we understand, do we, do we can, can we explain that? If we're not going to make just like good feeling as the value, anything that makes me happy, I should do it. It makes me happy. It makes me feel good. There has to be a reason why it makes me feel good. What is it about it that is actually, if, if it's making me feel good in a spiritual sense, not in a, not in a self-reassurance sense. It could be a kind of a, a feeling good like I'm removed from feeling bad. I'm no longer in doubt about myself. That could be a very relieving, good feeling also. Um, 
I'm trying so to then, search then, for then something Revy just different. Changed, then Revy yeah, just yeah. changed the question. Well, it's hard to deal with to, to uh, know that we're dealing with. Is it meaning it's not, if you, you can't, meaning is it, if you even remove, not only will it remove the motivations of this feeling, right? You also remove the the hana of that feeling as well. Is it is is there any value to having that feeling? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't mean it like I that. Don't know what of course, we cannot separate this, the feeling is the feeling of a hana nature. We cannot separate it. But but of course, we we, we don't want to suggest that the tafkid of the feeling is the hana nolamhaze. The, any, anything of a spiritual nature, the real value of it is its lasting uh, impact, which, which will be much greater. Hanno. So we really, we really can only define it in terms of what it is based on the good feeling, but not its value. Its value is not going to be of the good feeling itself because it's good to feel good. The value is going to have to be of eternal nature. Is there a way to ascertain whether or not this is of a innate spiritual value that while making me feel good here, like Simcha Mitzvah also has a good feeling, if I Simcha feels good, is called by the Rabbah Avoy the Gedoyla, because it has infinitely lasting impact. That's my question. Is this good feeling about ourselves similar, equatable to something like Simcha Shal Mitzvah? We're here, I'm engaged. There's like an action I'm doing, I'm engaged. This is not mitzad, anything that I'm doing. This is what Hashem did. But I'm aware. I'm aware of my basic nature. Separate from, not to minimize, but separate from the good, the good midos that I am acquiring, the good actions that I am doing, just, the, just myself. So I think Moshe was first, if uh, that's okay, Menachem. Please go ahead, Elisha. Okay, um, just perhaps uh, the idea that Hashem wants to give us, uh, give the neshama the greatest level of hana possible, so that is a necessary thing for us to experience the hana that we have the potential to experience. Oh, very good. So you're saying this is this is linked. This is very tightly linked with the awareness of the chesed Hashem of wanting to bestow. The maximum good to the neshama. How could that be accomplished? Only by designing a neshama that's able to receive that. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> that itself, yeah, makes it too, of course, inseparable. Um, so I don't know if anything can be added, but let's see if anybody has anything to add. Menachem. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think what you're asking before about the, is there a value? Yes. So maybe just because that's where you're trying to suggest that, just because it's the truth, not, not because it has anything even in connecting to I am or it happens to be, it has to do with my nature, but it's it just it's the truth that Hashem created. So that that on its own is a value. So so since the Midas MS uh, warrants that a person should be living in touch with truth, 
the fullness of the Midr Emes would be that I am fully aware of that which is true, that's of a significant nature. And the fullness of the Kim of Emes would be to know this fully. If I don't know this, then I'm living a little bit in Sheker. I have some Sheker in my life. I'm not in touch with my own true greatness. I'm not in touch with this that Hashem has made in me. <laughs> Maybe if I don't know who won a ball game, it's not a big deal. But if I don't know myself, that's something significant. So I'm not living in truth. If I have been living in truth, then I will feel that. So if, if it's just about the truth, would it be the same? Just this aspect, would it be the same noticing the nature of a different being? Not me. Someone else that Hashem has created. And this is the truth, but but that other person or um, it, it, it seems from the uh, Dasikani that I could see it more than another person. <laughs> because I don't see myself, so I'm less conscious of myself as Salamakin than another person who I see before me, even on a screen, and I recognize that person as being Basal Malakim, and I'm like even more nizzer in their cover than in my own cover. <laughs> but uh, maybe I need it for myself more like out of my own behavior, so there's a little bit of a counterbalance there. But, I think um, this Maybe it would not make a difference. Where is this dust See, I want to go back to, go ahead, I'm sorry. Where's that that's in, in uh, I think it's in Noyach by Shavech Dam Badam Kibitzal Malakim Asa Sadam. It brings there that uh, Benazai says that Tzal Malakim is a Klal Gadol Yosher than Hachal Hakamoich. Kiva said Yachamoich is Klal Gadol B'Tayra. Benazai said that this is a Klal Gadol B'Yosher because you can be maybe not so machmer on your own cover, you'll be more careful on the other person because them you see as being B'Tselem Malakim, and you're more aware of that than yourself. I'm sure you can find it in Chedush So, Moshe, going back to your point of um, knowing that, that Hashem wants to give us the greatest of closest to Him, the Chora, if it's, if it's coming through the neshama who is designed to be able to receive it. That means, l'choru would mean that knowing the neshama's nature, its true nature, as much as we can, is a certain, is a certain sort of like facsimile of knowing Hashem. It could be nichlal in, in knowing Hashem. Because the neshama is So, of course, the neshama is not equal to Hashem. But like that art stuff and says, the, the chashivas of the neshama in his being somewhat like Hashem is also if infinite. So what a person can know about himself in his true innate nature and in his innate goodness and his capacity for all the midas of Hashem is to some degree uh, a, a chilek of knowing Hashem Shleimus. Hashem is Shalem, and he created a being that is conditioned for Shleimus, which is, which is who I am.
it just seems in the morale that just this awareness is itself a significant part of the accomplishment of a mitzvah when it's done with some difficulty. Because he says that this will show how close a person is that he's able to come and overcome that barrier. So to whom is it showing? Hashem knows where that, what, what I have inside me. Chore means it's showing to the person, showing to me myself that I was able to overcome this challenge. That means that my becoming aware of my innate closest to Hashem is part of what is being achieved through doing that mitzvah, even though it's difficult, or employing that midah teva, even when it's difficult. Can so I just that, that that awareness is the part of the process of, <laughs> of what the mitzvah is trying to accomplish? It's putting me in contact with myself. It's das atzmon. It's knowing myself. Das is connection. I'm becoming to know my true self, which is a being closest to Hashem. The knowing myself is itself the, the actualization. That's how the neshama is actualized through the person who is made out of the neshama, here, mixed with the goof, becoming aware of the neshama's true nature, that it has within it that appreciation of what is true and good and can overcome the barriers. So when I take note of something that, I, that I'm trying to do or that I did and say, oh, that must be I have that within me. That is how I'm becoming it in its full way. So, of course, the awareness of it independently would have a role in the process, the major role. That's it's a part of Haskell of Yadaya Isi. Hashem's creation. Yes, Zach, go ahead. That's that. I think, I think it's implicit in the question. Um, because you said you said the neshama being in, being in con, being in contact with itself. So if you take for granted that the neshama is all good, then for the neshama to not be in contact with itself could only be because of bad. And so no, no, if no, I would no, ever no, no, want no, wait, 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 wait. Hashem designed it in such a way that it's not naturally in contact. Oh, oh, for sure. But that means that if I am not in contact with that aspect, that means that the blockage is something bad. So anytime that I'm going to become in contact, I must be taking an act that's removing bad. I mean, you're saying that if the neshama is, is held back in all the mahaze, then that's by definition, it is, it is being restrained. What could yeah. cause the neshama not to be fully aware? Only the fact that it's, that it's full power is restrained. So by definition, our job is to remove that restraint. Right. Take and away then, those barriers. Like so you that can, would, by definition, include include becoming aware of the neshama's primacy. I, I would say the other way. I would say even an act is only an act to become aware. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure you want to go that far, but okay. I, uh, that would be no surprise that you would say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let, let, let's just follow. Let, let's just follow through. So, what can we expect will happen if a person is is aware as much as he can of his of, of his own true greatness, of the true nature of the neshama? Will he have a need 
to uh, pursue material success, material acquisition, material grand accomplishments as a means of feeling his self-worth. Of course not, because nothing could be added to the greatness of the Nisham. Nothing of all the Mahazan nature, no, no, no great grand feats of accomplishment or acquisition or competition could add anything to that when it's truly experienced. So what is not being experienced, I guess it's pretty reasonable to say that there will be a sense of something major lacking. And the person being rooted in Olam Hazem may try to address that lack with all kinds of materialistic Olam Hazem type um, proofs of its nature, its greatness. He'll be having lost contact with his true self and trying to give himself a feeling of exaltedness and upliftedness and successfulness through tangible means that, of course, cannot provide that to the Nisham. And that could be perhaps what the Mesut Sharm is describing. If you bring to the Nishama everything in the world, I'm not bringing it consciously to the Nishama. I'm trying to satisfy the Nishama's need in a false way by proving to myself how great I am. I made hundred million dollars. Um, I won how many championships? I, I climbed Mount Everest. You name it. So, but they are not giving the neshama. It's hana. The neshama's hana only comes from its own self awareness. And that just about wraps it up. You see, it's great seeing you once again. Welcome back. <laughs> Can't see all the names. I have to apologize. Okay. Can I ask you a question with this, though? Yes. Uh, you, you may, oh, Eddie. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. You got to put your screen on so I can see it because the print is too small. Okay. You, so you may ask a question. Um, hey. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Um, uh, the, when you were talking about being self-aware. It's not necessary to say that anybody who needs to go is free to go. You know, that's, you know, you don't have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is voluntary. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Uh, let's say you, you, you leave out, the, I mean, it, it could be, it's, it's crucial, but leave out the concept a second about how if we recognize our neshamos, we're also being makir, kodesh baruch because it's one and the same. Even without that concept, if I thought, or also saying another idea that I thought could stand alone, sort of, not not really alone, but in a certain sense that if if the point of the mitzvah is is for a person in a certain way to 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 become great, so it's it's not just to become great in action; it's 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 in in havana and seichel. So being aware is is a seichodic way that, that is being makayim, you becoming great, is by being self-aware of, of the greatness. W w wouldn't that suffice to answer the question? So again, how do we know clearly that becoming aware of the greatness is itself a purpose of the mitzvahs? What is that oh, based upon? How would we, how would we know that? Um, maybe, maybe it's enough to be aware of the value of the mitzvahs themselves. I want good actions. I want good behaviors. I want good values. 
is, is one of those values, the knowledge of myself. Hashem has a great love for me. Of course, Hashem, he's, he's showering me with love. How do I know I'm supposed to shower myself? Or, of course, the, the question really is a mistake. It's, 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 a total, it's a total mistake. I apologize. Why? Okay. Because, yeah. because we are not showering ourselves with love. We are becoming aware of Hashem's love for the person. Hashem's value of the neshama. As, as impossible as that is almost to even like say the words. Hashem is created the neshama of a nature that is similar to himself. And Hashem is giving it chiba. So are we supposed to know the Dark Hashem? Are we supposed to know the Midas of Hashem? Of course. What is the Midas of Hashem? He has Chiba Yaseira for the person. Okay, that's the that's me. I know Hashem's Chiba. It's not me giving it to myself. It's just me, just me knowing the Dark Hashem. The Dark Hashem is the Mechab of the person. So this is Evans. This is truth. This is Hashem's Derech. This is Hashem's Midas. That's what I'm in touch with. I'm nikhla in that. It's inseparable. If I know Hashem, the Mishnah says, am I supposed to know this Mishnah? Yes. <laughs> well, what is that going to produce? Indescribable amazement and simcha and hano and upliftedness. Okay, that's it. We're done. <laughs> You know, the Mason Levy says sometimes you go through complicated things until you realize it's Mamish Pash. That's fun. Okay, Yashakayah Rabbaisai. I hope that wasn't too abrupt, you see. Yeah, oh, oh, I have to think about it. <laughs> okay, please do. Let me know what you, what you come up with. Okay, we're going to pause here. Everyone is um, very strongly recommended to tune, on, tune in and Tisha about 12.15. For a session entitled From Gullus to Gula, Lose Your Ego and Find Yourself. With Dr. Shlemy Zim. Okay, hoping to see you there. Call to Rabbi Have a very good night.